Hello and welcome back to the Second Take Podcast. My name is Calvin Williams. I'm here with my co-host Marco Rogers and today we have a very nice episode of just predicting what we think is going to happen with the lower level bowl games and we also are going to talk about the NFL as the season comes to a close because these games are starting to matter more and more as it as they continue. So there will be a few scenarios that we might have to break down later on because these this playoff race is going to be close and it's going to be very interesting to see who is able to make it. Other than that, I think we should get started. Uh, to start it off today, we are just going to do a little recap of the college football signing day. Uh, definitely had some winners and losers there. I would say that Michigan is honestly one of the biggest winners from that day. Uh, they were able to flip Amarion Walker from Notre Dame. Uh, they were able to hold on to almost all of their recruits. The only one they had flipped from was a three-star recruit. Uh, that big of a deal. Tough loss, but no four or five stars flipped is very big. And we were able to pull in, pull in Keon Stab, Darius Clemens, um, and Derek Moore, a former Oklahoma pledge. So definitely a big turnaround for the Wolverines. Marco, do you have anything to say about how we did on signing? Oh, uh, no, not really. I mean, Amorian Walker, huge pickup for Michigan, um, 27th overall rated recruit. Big pickup. Obviously, Michigan also has Will Johnson, who I believe is the third highest corner in the class. Um, He's a five-star. Big week for Michigan. Um, yeah, and we yeah, actually ended up see. with the number three recruiting class in the nation, which is pretty impressive, right? Or, no, sorry, yeah, number I nine mean, recruiting class in the nation, number three in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten is stacked. I mean, Ohio State at four, I think, Penn State at seven, Michigan at nine, MSU at 20, even Maryland. They actually had a solid week. They flipped a couple of guys. Just huge week all around for the Big Ten. Yeah, next year for the Big Ten is, as usual, going to be very, very competitive. Definitely going to be interesting to see. And another winner from yesterday, I would definitely say, was Jackson State. They were able to uh, get Tra- uh, they were able to get um, Travis Hunter from Jackson State, and it's just interesting. I mean, Deion Sanders obviously is the coach there. So it's going to be interesting to see how he coaches him. But I mean, he's the number one prospect in the nation. So definitely interesting to see him not go to power five school. Uh, def- yeah, definitely an interesting choice from him. But I think it'll be cool to see Jackson State uh, making a run next season. Well, he didn't go to a Power 5 school, let alone a FBS school. First FCS school, I believe, to get a five-star recruit. Um, HBCU school, Jackson State, big for them. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how he does against like lower-level players compared to what he would face at a school like Georgia or Florida State. Um, and also, I think the reason he did this was Deion Sanders might get a coaching job somewhere else, maybe even Florida State. And I think that um, he, he can just transfer and follow Deion Sanders wherever he wants. So I, I would not be shocked if he transfers. Yeah, he might have some down-low information that Deion Sanders was already offered a job, and he's just planning on transferring immediately after he gets there. 
Yeah. Definitely going to be interesting to see how that goes. And then I would say the... And then, obviously, Texas A&M, Alabama, and Georgia, they were all winners. They were 1, 2, and 3. Uh, SEC, of course, <laughs> stacked once again. Uh, A&M was able to bring in Anthony Lucas and a, a four-star D lineman. And I, um, and I would say they're uh, – and those were their biggest sides, the biggest pulls on that side of the ball. And they were able to beat Texas for a four-star O lineman in Cam Dewberry and another interest and interesting enough they were actually able to hold on to a five star defensive lineman in Walter Nolan. So that was definitely a big factor in them being the number one recruiting class. And I think that's great recruiting classes are the reason the SEC seems to stay on top. So uh, yep. Uh, Texas A&M obviously got Wal- Walter Nolan, number one overall. I mean, number two overall. Um, prospect. Uh, Bama's big guy that they got, Jeremiah Alexander, an edge rusher, number four overall. And for when that was for Bama, and for Georgia, they got Jaheim Singletary, um, five star DB. He's number seven overall. All of them were just had stats classes. Um, I believe each of them had at least two five stars. Just incredible what the SEC does. Yeah, they seem to be able to pull in great recruits every year. Uh, definitely, definitely intriguing uh, how they're able to do it, but it is what it is. And then I would say the final winner from yesterday was Texas. Um, not a team – I mean – Texas obviously has phenomenal high school football every year, the best in the country. Uh, They haven't had much college football success in probably in maybe 10, 15 years. So it's definitely, I mean, they were okay this year. I'm not going to lie, but they definitely have not been phenomenal. So it was definitely important that they were able to get that five-star O-lineman in Kelvin Banks, um, they were getting another O lineman, Cameron Williams, and a, another four star O lineman, Inito uh, Umazulu. So definitely important that they were able to, able to pull in a lot of recruits, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can turn it around next year. Oh, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call Texas a decent team this year. They lost to Kansas, but yeah, I agree. They had a big class. No, got- but I'm saying they showed promise in like playing it close against Oklahoma. And- yeah. And playing it close against Kansas and losing. Yeah, Terrence Brooks, a uh, big pickup for them, four-star. They got, I believe, that was kind of a flip. Also got Xavier and Bryce. Uh, um, I believe he's a three-star, high three-star, but still a big pickup. Um, got a oh, and of, they were able to get Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. So Well, yeah, well, that's not – that's technically recruiting because he should be a senior year – in high school this year, but he's not, so it's technically a transfer. But yeah, but it still counts as a win for them. Yeah, a huge day for Texas. Um, gonna be interesting to see if it's finally their year. Yep, definitely gonna be um, very cool to see. Uh, and then moving on to our losers, we're not gonna spend as much time on this, but I would just say Florida State, Clemson, Nebraska. And Nebraska, you would think that they would may, maybe get a couple recruits just because they played so many team good teams, so many good teams very close this season. 
but they weren't able to flip anybody, and they finished 14th in Big Ten recruiting classes. So it's it might be a little rough next season uh, trying to develop some lower-level players, but I think they'll get there. Yeah, also losing Adrian Martinez does not help a tough loss for Nebraska. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, we're just going to predict some bowl games, maybe help you out in the Capital One Bowl Mania predictions. <laughs> um, but in the first game last night, uh, MTSU, or was that today? That was today. That, yeah, that was today. Um, MTSU upset Toledo uh, in the very first bowl game. I don't think you guys really care. Just interesting enough. Um, and then Coastal Carolina gets absolutely robbed in their bowl game because they could should have been a New Year's Six team. But <laughs> they are playing in Northern Illinois. They'll soundly control that game with their third strings in. No big deal for Coastal. Yeah, we apologize for not talking much about Coastal. We just we knew that they were going to win every week. Um, the 10-2 record must be a glitch. I don't know why they said that they lost to Appalachian State or, or Georgia State. That's definitely a glitch, but uh, this is not going to be close. Michigan beat them by um 53. Coastal is going to beat them by 90. Um, moving on. UAB versus BYU. This, to be honest, is probably the biggest ripoff in a bowl game. BYU ranked number 13, probably a little overrated considering they lost to the only two okay teams that they played, really. Um, But, I mean, they're number 13 in the country, and they've looked very good against a lot of weaker teams, and UAB just is not that good of a team. They got destroyed by Georgia. They got destroyed by Liberty. They lost to Rice. They lost to UTSA. I think BYU deserved to be at least in contention for a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I think they're going to win this game pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wouldn't say go as far as put them in the New Year's Six, but I definitely agree that um, they're a better team than what this bowl game represents. Um, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl is not what you are striving for, especially in a okay ten and two season. Uh, not what you want from BYU, but they'll get a bowl win. It's whatever. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that they deserve to be in New Year's Six. They could be in contention for it. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. Um, moving on to our next game, um, Utah State versus um, Oregon State. Kind of interesting. Group of f- good group of five team versus weaker um, power five team. I think Utah State's gonna take this game. They're less talented, but I just think that they're better coached. Uh, they want to have a power five win, and I think that they'll get it. Uh, yeah, I. Don't have anything to disagree with you on. Yeah. Um, moving on. All right, moving on. We have um, our NFL segment. Uh, like I said earlier, season's coming to a close. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting how it ends up playing out. But uh, we're going to start it off with the Patriots uh, versus the Colts. Patriots keep on rolling. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now, uh, by far. 
started off the season a little bit rough. You didn't think they were going to be that great of a team. And then out of nowhere, Mac Jones starts playing phenomenally. They have won their past one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And they do not show any signs of stopping. They've shown that they're able to run the ball, pass the ball, play phenomenal defense. They are truly very good on all sides of the football. And Bill Belichick just seems to keep creating winning teams and I personally am very impressed by it. Um, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting game. Uh, two teams that have proven that they are atop the NFL in run game, two teams that are very sound defensively, p- pass probably better. And um two teams with good but not great receiving cores, it's gonna come down to the QB play. Mac Jones has shown that he can only throw the ball three times and win, and he has also shown that he can throw the ball 50 times and win. Um, He's going to have to have a big day against a good defense, Carson Wentz. He's done his job, hasn't thrown many picks. Um, He's actually thrown for quite a few yards. It's going to be interesting. Probably, in my opinion, this is the toughest challenge yet besides, like, toughest challenge that I think we're going to win yet. Um, I got the packs in this one. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say 27 to 21. Yeah, and for the Colts, this is, you could almost say must win. I mean, they could definitely still make it to the playoffs, even if they lose this. But this is a very important game for them playoff-wise. Um, seven and six is not what you want near the end of the season, especially having to play the Cardinals next re- next week. Um, it's they're they're gonna have to win this one, uh, in order to keep. To, in order to raise their chances to make the playoffs. Um, yep, going to be interesting to see what happens in that game. Uh, next up, Green Bay on the road in um, Baltimore. This is pretty much almost win or go home for Baltimore. They've been terrible as of late, losing three of their last five back-to-back losses. Um and here they are taking on the Packers. They have a very tough schedule. They still have to play the Bengals, Rams, and Steelers. Um, I say that they might win one of those next games, meaning that they have to win this. I think if they lose this game, they're out of the playoffs with such a difficult division. They probably won't win it. And I, I just don't see them making a wild card. I see the Colts getting in over them or another team. Uh I, I got the Packers in this one. They've been phenomenal lately. Though Aaron Rodgers is not a great person, he's a great player. Um, They've won three of their last four. And really just incredible what they're doing there in Green Bay. I got Packers um, comfortably defeating the Ravens. Yeah, the Packers have been very strong these past few weeks. Devontae Adams consistently showing why every single year that he is one of the top receivers in the NFL. And as you perfectly stated, Aaron Rodgers is not a good person, but he is a great player. And he every year he shows time and time again why he's still in the NFL. 27 touchdowns to four interceptions is truly phenomenal. Like throwing only four picks in the NFL, especially with a team that passes as much as the Packers do, is just absurdly impressive. 
uh, I agree with you. I think Green Bay is going to take this one home. And I think Baltimore is definitely going to have to fight to make them to the playoffs. Um, yep, going to be interesting to see what happens in the AFC playoffs. Uh, our final NFL game, Tampa Bay at New um, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Uh, Tom Brady has not been good against the Saints in his career in Tampa. He is 1-4, I mean 1-3. Beat them in the playoffs last year. Lost twice in the regular season. Has not beaten the Saints in the regular season in a Tampa Bay uniform. Um, um, New Orleans, they have some QB problems. They're in a playoff position as of right now, I believe, due to the seventh seed being pretty weak for the um, NFC. But this is not a must-win game for the Saints. You might think so, being 6-7, and seven, kind of within a game of even within half a game of getting that seventh spot, but their remaining schedule is so easy. They could, they probably will win out after this game. Dolphins, Panthers, at Falcons, at Falcons. Um, so not a must-win game, but a game. If you win, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. And I just don't think that Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, and Chris Godwin, who's been phenomenal as of late, um, I don't think that they're going to let that happen. I got Bucks by 15. Yeah, I, I think that the Saints, are if they lose this week, they're definitely going to have to win their last three games, which I don't think they'll have. I don't think it's impossible by any means playing three pretty weak teams. But here, I definitely think that Tampa Bay is a lot better. Tom Brady, every single year, comes out. Everyone's like, oh, he's getting old. He's getting old. He's never too old. He will play until he is 80 years old. He will have a walking stick on the football field if he has to. Like, this guy just won't ever retire. He's going to get at least two more rings in Tampa. Uh, I think that... Um, Tampa Bay is going to keep rolling and they're definitely just with that experience of a quarterback and that experience of a team to be honest I think it's going to be really hard to beat the Buc- Bucks in the playoffs once again this year and I mean that's what we saw last year Chiefs were just in it I mean although they had been to the championship before Tom Brady showed his experience and they were able to take care of the Chiefs in the, uh, in the Super Bowl so I think that's it's going to be similar this year. It's going to be interesting to see if someone can stop Tom Brady on his road to the Super Bowl. Yep, going to be interesting what happens in that game. Uh, moving on to um, college basketball. Uh, first, we're just going to react to unright Memphis coming in the year. They had a very bright um, team. Imani Bates. Um, Imani Bates and company coming in. They looked really good coming the year. But they have been one of the most underwhelming teams in all of college basketball. Lost to Iowa State, lost to Georgia, lost to Ole Miss, lost to even uh, Murray State. Um, and here against Bama, number six team in the country at home, a must-win game if they want hope for their season. And they win it. Um, phenomenal game by... I wouldn't say must win for well, the yeah, rest of the season. It's still it's still December. I mean, yeah, you got to I mean, they, they weren't going to have another signature win really the rest of the year considering their conference. Um, yeah, but I would also say that Amani Bates has been very underwhelming. Yeah, I, I completely agree. For sure. Like, they got 
he has not been the number one recruit of all time. Yeah, DeAndre Williams um, carried them through that game at 20 points. Great game by him. And Imani Bates, if he steps it up, though, this can be a team. They could be a 7-8 seed in uh, March. And they're a team that you just do not want to play. Um with all this talent. Yeah, if as a one seed, if I had Memphis as my eight seed, I would definitely yeah, be worried. Um, it's going to be, like, there could be a nine seed that's more talented than a one seed, which is kind of funny. Um, going to be interesting that happens with the rest of their season. Bama, I wouldn't get too worried. They're a talented team. You're talented as well. You just lost that game. They're going to be a top three seed in March Madness. Um, uh, pretty good with... Both sports, Bama, but I just tough loss. They should be able to get back on track. Yep, totally agreed. No, I wouldn't say there's much to worry about uh, after that loss. And uh, have we talked about? And then I would the one other thing I want to talk about is uh, Baylor has been having a phenomenal season as of yet. Uh, recently had a very low scoring. Victory over Villanova, fifty-seven to thirty-six. Probably one of the most low low-scoring games of all time. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Wait, who are they playing? Thirty-six to fifty-seven. They're playing oh, Villanova. Yeah, Villanova is a talented offensive team. Um, surprising that they were able to play defense like that, considering they're in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, but then again, big bit. <laughs> You're saying that because of football, but then again, Baylor, even last year when they won the national championship, I mean, they were the best defensive team in college basketball by considerable margins just by watch, and just by watching them play, you could tell that. So not necessarily surprised that Baylor once again is on top, but they are once they are once again showing that they are definitely a basketball school and they are not. Not a team you want to be playing yeah. right now because after that Purdue loss, they move up to number one. And it's definitely going to be – Baylor is definitely going to be a team that I, I do not yeah, want to play. They, they really match up well with the Big 12 because they play much better defense than everyone else in the Big 12. And their offense is insanely good. Even after losing Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler, they have a very good opportunity at going back-to-back titles. I don't think that they will because there's March, but um, it's going to be interesting to see if they can go back to back. Yeah, um, and also, the Big 12 is a very strong conference for basketball, so they have a very tough schedule uh, until March, obviously, and then... So they'll definitely be tested, and we'll be able to see we'll be able to see how much composure they're able to maintain for the rest of the season. Oh uh, yep, they also did beat Michigan State, who's top ten. Uh, hopefully, Michigan can change that before uh, winter break ends. Yep. Is that all you have for today? Yep. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Sec Take podcast. My name is Calvin Williams. I'm here with my co-host, Marco Rogers, and we will see you on next Tuesday. See you. Yep, see ya.